When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Can y'all believe that we are already at the end of January? Um, This week, we are wrapping up a series that I'm calling Back to the Basics. And we have been discussing some just really fundamental and foundational aspects of our faith. And this week, we are talking about rest. And when I asked God what to name this episode, the episode title is Sit Down Somewhere, How to Accept God's Rest. I felt, I felt red when God was like, that's what it's called. Um, but it is so true because too many believers are out here feeling burnt out. We're frustrated and we are becoming physically ill, um, because of our inability to find rest. We live in this hustle and grind mentality within the culture and it is literally killing us, um, physically and spiritually. And I know that I've been guilty of this and this week we are going to step in and we are going to set some boundaries and we are going to bind the spirit of busyness in the name of Jesus. Amen. So too many of us are out here, um, wasting our time and our efforts, uh, just giving the appearance of being busy and we're not being strategic. And furthermore, too many of us are also, um, too tired to do what God has called us to do. And what we have to know and understand is that when you are walking in purpose and you are producing what God has called you to, this is not a sprint, but it's a marathon and it requires endurance and you're going to get tired 
And we know that we're going to get tired and we've been encouraged to not get weary and well-doing in Galatians 6 and 9. The scripture says, and let us not be weary and well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And that's Galatians 6 and 9 in the King James Version. And when I looked up the word weary, because y'all know I love definitions, the definitions was, the definition was so good. Like it was fire. Um, and it really speaks to how many of us feel. So weary is defined as being exhausted in strength, endurance, vigor, or freshness, and having one's patience, tolerance, or pleasure exhausted. I took it a little bit further and wanted to look up the word exhaust or exhausted. And that definition also, fire, means to consume up entirely, to deprive of valuable quality or to empty. And so it really led me to ask, like, how many of us are walking around with no more endurance, no more pleasure in doing what God has called us to do because we've allowed our busyness to consume and deprive us of having any valuable quality? And it's something that we really have to nip in the bud because it's it's an attack from the enemy, right? The hustle and grind, sleep when I die culture is killing us spiritually and physically, Now, I'm about to put on my nurse practitioner hat, so prepare yourself, right? Sleep deprivation is so harmful to your body. Like, we're just, we're going to get rid of this um, team no sleep. Y'all are fired, okay? Sleep deprivation harms your body. And sleep is almost like God's built-in update system, if you will, where you are able to rest, your body recovers, and your body heals itself um, just from the day-to-day work, it it does. Because our bodies do a lot of work in the background that we don't appreciate them for. And when you look at the symptoms of sleep deprivation, um, it's often equated to uh, people having a similar experience of being intoxicated, right? Some of the impacts of sleep deprivation on your body include like trouble thinking or concentrating, mood changes, increased risk for accidents, high blood pressure, weakened immunity, increased risk for diabetes and heart disease, low sex drive, weight gain. Since you're not snatched because you're not sleeping. Hmm. Bet you didn't know that part. <laughs> um, but honestly, no, but if the lack of sleep or rest is detrimental to your physical health, what do you think it's doing to us in the spirit? The Bible tells us that we need to be sober and vigilant, right? Against the schemes of the enemy. But if we lack rest in the physical, it says that we have similar um, symptoms of people who are intoxicated. You're so, you're intoxicated with your busyness, And you're out here wondering why you're missing things or why you weren't able to discern in a certain situation. And it's because we refuse to rest. Many of us are dealing with anxiety, depression, increased stress levels, um, and all of these other things because we refuse to rest in the Lord. Resting was one of the Ten Commandments, okay? Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. 
On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and your um, and your foreigners living among you. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day, he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath and set it apart as holy. And that's Exodus 20. 8 through 11 in the New Living Translation. Now, in the Old Testament, the Sabbath um, was a means for purification, and it was a day that was set aside and sacred. And while Jesus's work was um, on the cross fulfilled the old covenant, I think that a lot of us play ourselves because we feel like because the uh, we're no longer bound by the law, that there's no value in the principles of the Old Testament. And that is not true. Um, it is so important that we have intentional rest because even though the law was fulfilled, there are many times where we see that Jesus intentionally rested throughout scripture. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and just produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society will receive exclusive benefits, including early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, monthly Bible studies, fellowship events, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, who are wanting to produce everything that he's called us to, then this community is for you. Make sure you visit www.producersociety.com to find out more information and to get connected with us today. Now let's get back to the show. And I know this from experience, right? Like I have been so guilty of refusing to rest and I have found myself experiencing burnout. Um, Many times the stuff I was so busy doing was not even executed as well as it could have been because of my lack of rest. And I just feel like if God, who made everything that exists, all of it, you, me, the, the stars, the sun, the universe, the planets, he made it all. If he took a day to rest, what makes us feel like we have more strength, more hustle or whatever you want to call it? Okay. Like what makes us think that we got more of that than God? Please let me know. (laughs) Like what makes you think that if God did it, you don't have to do it. Um, and then in Genesis, what I also loved when you go back and you look at creation, God had an agenda for the day. He did it and he called it good and it was good, literally. Like God would go through the day, he would finish, and then at the end, he would bless it and he would call it a day. Literally called it a day. Let there be light, light, good, day one. That's how it (laughs) goes. Day one, like that's how this works. And too many of us are drowning in like all of these plans and expectations and deadlines. And we're feeling half dead by the time we get to where we're going. Right. And I feel like we don't give God enough credit for getting the assignment for the day done. Could God have probably done all the things in one day? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he's God. I don't doubt him at all. 
Um, but he didn't. It was let there be light. Okay, skies, heavens, earth. Like, and, and he was done for the day. Once he did what he set out to do for the day, it was finished. It was, um, and that was day one. And then that was day two. And I feel like um, when we are in that same kind of mentality, we want to do all the things at once and we're tired. By the time you actually get to whatever you were working for, sis, your blood pressure high, your hair done fell out. I'm talking to Charlotte because this happened in my undergraduate program. Your hair done fell out and all the things. And we cannot do that. What I also love about God is that when he finished with all of creation, he blessed it and he rested. Y'all write that down. When he finished with creation, God blessed it and then he rested. Right? So in Genesis 2 and 3, it tells us, and God blessed the seventh day. He declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all of his work of creation. And so in studying, I found just so many scriptures about rest. And um, the scriptures are going to be listed in this week's download because there's a lot. So don't panic. Um, And it really helped me gather an understanding regarding like the importance of rest. So in Exodus 28 through 11, the children of Israel were called to set apart their day of rest. Um, And by setting apart, they were called to consecrate it. In Exodus 31, 13 through 16, rest Um, was used to identify those who were in covenant with God. In Leviticus 16, 29 through 31, resting and fasting was utilized for purification. In Hebrews 4, 1 through 11, it discusses discusses how we're promised um, rest by God. Like that is a promise of God. And so the fulfillment of the Mosaic covenant, it doesn't devalue the importance of the principles discussed in the Old Testament. Right. Like just because the law is fulfilled and we're no longer bound by that law, thank God. But it does not mean that the things that are there we're not supposed to do. Right. Like, okay, we're not under um, we're not under the Mosaic covenant anymore. We're not bound by the law, but let's not go out and murder people. Because, I mean, Jesus fulfilled the law. Like, let's not go out and murder people. Do you see what I'm saying? So those principles still stand. And I hope somebody caught that. Like, yes, we're, we're, uh, are under grace, but the principles still stand. Ain't no, ain't nobody out here. Uh, that's, that's, you still gonna go to jail if you kill somebody. You better not be out here stealing. You still shouldn't be lying. You still shouldn't be coveting. So it's not that those things like, oh, let's throw this out and let's do something new. No, Jesus gave us grace and we're grateful for it, but the principles still stand. Okay. I really want us to get that. Um, and resting is one of those principles. We're, we are to keep the, a Sabbath day and keep it holy and set apart for God. Um, and I'm just, like I said, really convinced that the hustle and grind culture is like a direct scheme from the devil. Like what better way to get you off of your post? If you are deprived in the spirit, then your ability to discern and make um, strategic decisions is negatively impacted. And then you're more at risk for what I'm going to call a spiritual accident, right? Like you're so tired that you're not praying as often. You're so tired that you let your guard down and you've removed boundaries. And then eventually you're going to look up and be like, how did I even get in this mess? And it's because we are not resting in God. There are. Uh, were many times in the New Testament, like I said, where Jesus goes off and he prays. 
and he rests. And uh, one of my favorite instances of Jesus pri- prioritizing rest is in Mark 4, um, 35 through 40. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took um, so they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although their boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and, and said to the waves, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped. And there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Let me tell y'all, Jesus left them crowds, okay? He was like, bye y'all, I, I need a nap. Like, this is how I know this is my Lord and Savior, okay? Um, and he was resting and committed to his rest, resting in the middle of a storm. There's winds, there's waves, there's the boats are rocking back and forth, and his head is laid upon a cushion, Okay? Like this, if you don't know that Jesus is Lord, honey, first of all, get into some stuff, get, get into it as Tabitha Brown would say. But I know that he's my God because he understands the impact of a good nap. And, and that may not preach to your spirit, but it definitely preached to mine. This is why those post-church naps are anointed because, because he blessed it. Mm-hmm. He blessed that thing. Now, that's not scripture, but I'm telling you what I know, child. Like, them post-church naps are blessed by God. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, um, this is the epitome of the rest that is promised to us, right? Jesus set a boundary because people were constantly pulling on him. He was confident in the peace and the rest that God promised, even in the midst of a storm. So please just understand that, You having rest doesn't mean that there isn't stuff going on around you. And honestly, in order to achieve a level of rest, this is also what peace looks like. Peace isn't me laid up on the beach chilling. I mean, it is for me sometimes in my spirit. But it means that even if all hell is breaking loose, I can still be on the boat with my head upon a cushion, chilling, sleep, knocked out. Because I know that God is in control and I don't have to be in control in this instance. Do you see what I'm saying? So peace and rest go hand in hand. You can have stuff going on. Your job can be straight up trash, okay? But every day that you go there, you command a level of peace. You're not moved. Um, The winds and the waves don't move you. But you go in there, baby, with that head on a cushion mentality. Not that you don't do your job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're going to have a level of peace. You're going to allow things to fall where they are. And you're going to just give it that situation to God because it's of your pay grade. That's how I feel. Like, you know what, God? Anything that goes on that where I feel like I feel pressed, that means it's it's not a Charlotte thing. That means that I need to take it to you and you'll figure it out because that's why you're God. Like, like you got this? I ain't, that's above my pay grade. There are some things I don't need to know and I don't have to have the answers to. And so, you know, after resting in the peace of God, right? So Jesus is asleep. He's rested in this peace that God has provided him. He was confident and he was, he was invigorated. He was able to then distribute that peace to his disciples and calm the storm. Like for some of us, 
what I've understood is when Jesus say, peace be still, baby, he talking to you. He ain't talking to the storm. <laughs> There's some of us where Jesus is like, no, 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 you need to be still. <laughs> you need to sit down. Um, and, and I'm just going to leave that there. Like some of us, it's not the wind and the waves that he's speaking to. Some of us, it's useless that you need to sit down somewhere. Okay. And we understand that rest does not permit us to be lazy. So that's not what I'm talking about. If you listen to last week's episode, you already know that that Proverbs 6, 6 through 11, um, about the ant pulled our whole lives together about laziness. But when we rest, God revealed to me that when we rest, there are four important things that take place. First off, our rest provides us with refuge, right? So we're, we're under the protection of God. Our rest, it exalts God's power and his strength. Remember that in our weakness, he's made strong. So we exalt God's power and strength when we are resting, Our rest is an expression of our submission to God in a situation. Stop trying to always fix 85 million bajillion things and go have a seat. Hmm? Because then you're trying to fix it and you're not allowing God to be God. And lastly, our rest demonstrates that our trust is in God. Not in myself, not in people, not in my stimulus check, not in uh, these jobs, but in God. So our rest provides refuge. It exalts God's strength. It's an act of submission and it demonstrates trust. R-E-S-T, rest. Are you enjoying this week's show, girl? I hope you are. So make sure that you go ahead and connect with us so we can keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. And make sure you subscribe to the show, rate the podcast, and leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mama and them, all the people, okay? Now let's get back to the show. Now let's get into some of these details, child. When... Or what day should you rest? Now, when I first was saved, I had this conversation with my Gigi about how frustrated I was because of my job. And I worked in the hospital. I wasn't off on Saturdays and Sundays that often. Um, And I was upset because I couldn't keep the Sabbath. That's how I felt. Because um, in in that moment, you know, she had to set me free, y'all. Like, she was, she was like, let me put you together. But in that moment... The spirit of religion, okay, because that's what it was, um, was coming after my life. And my Gigi reminded me that Jesus had fulfilled that law. And this is where that comes in. Um, She also reminded me that caring for people was doing God's work, right? And so that I could pick any day to rest. So it it doesn't have to be um, Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That doesn't have to be because we're not under the law. Right. So we're not under the law has been fulfilled. We're not under the law. That covenant is fulfilled. But the principle of rest still stands. So it was that I should pick any day to rest. Right. And I should value that rest. That rest is important. And that is what I'm going to tell you all to do. Okay, so under the advice (laughs) of my Gigi, that's what I did because my my off days would vary from week to week, but there would be one day of the week where I did nothing and that was okay. 
um, that was my Sabbath day. Um, and I'm going to tell you to do the same. That some of y'all have, you know, we work off shifts. We work Saturdays and Sundays and this and that. Pick a day that works with your schedule to intentionally rest, right? There were some weeks where my rest day was Thursday because of my schedule. And, and God still honored that because I was intentional about setting aside a day, consecrating a day to allow him to work in every situation. And religious will tell you that, uh, religious people will tell you, a religion will tell you that um, that's not okay. But we're going to gently remind them of Colossians 2, 16 through 17, because y'all know I don't do nothing without the word of God. It says, so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink. People out here who be out here trying to tell people what they can and can't eat. Um, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. So don't be out here letting people condemn you for what you eat or drink. I'm going to eat my bacon and mind my business. And what days you celebrate the Sabbath on are you, are you, um, you practice your Sabbath day. These are, these things are only shadows of the reality to come. And Christ is the reality. So if you're doing it as unto God, if you're resting as unto the Lord and you're setting this time and this day apart um, to allow God to move in your situation and you're being intentional about your rest, God is going to honor that. It ain't got to be Saturday, child. It ain't got to be Sunday. It could be Tuesday because some of us, (laughs) that's how our lives are set up. Okay. Okay. Now, what should you do on your day of rest? Um, You should rest. Okay. So again, I've experienced people and religion will tell you that on that whole day, you should spend time reading scripture. You can't watch no TV. You can't do nothing. You can't cough. You can't breathe. Um, Here's a couple things on that. One, I spend time with God every day, right? So I aim to set every day that God gives me, I set it apart for his glory. Some days are better than others, but that is how we should live. Every day should be lived out for God's glory. Two, I spend time with God every day, okay? My rest days um, often do have a component where I spend time with God in my word. Um, And then there are some rest days where I just spend with my husband and that's okay too. Like we just cuddle all day and chill and that's just fine. Okay, some rest days we go to breakfast and we just be out here being bums. And, and that's okay. And I'm able to do that, right? Because I'm able to carve out time strategically in my week to make sure that I complete the things that God has called me to for that week. And anything that's not done by my rest day, we'll have to wait. Hmm? Because we, we are setting that apart. Like, I am telling y'all that you have to have this time to rest you just have to have the time to rest. What does that look like for you? What does rest look like for you? And you need to find that. Um, it don't say nowhere in the Bible that on your, on your Sabbath day, on the rest day, that you have to be out here um, tarrying before the Lord for 10 hours in your prayer closet. It don't say that in the Bible. Religious people will tell you that, but it don't say that in the Bible. Show me the scripture where it says you got to do that. 
And if you can't find it, then God ain't say it. Hmm? <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Um, and you know, it really really is important because I can tell you that I have um, crossed the boundary of rest and then not truly taken days to relax. So this is something that I still constantly am working on, right? Like there are some weeks I'm like, oh, let me just go ahead and do this one thing. And then I look up and four hours has gone by. Um, And it shows, it shows in my work, it shows at home and it shows emotionally. And you may feel like you can't have a day to rest because time is money and, and you are here working three jobs and you got kids and, and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to tell you this, if you are dead because you abuse your body and you refuse to rest, the money means nothing. Who's going to take care of your kids? Hmm. You working um, like that, and you working multiple, you know, I'm gonna work 10 jobs and this, this, and that. Um, you working like that is it tells me a couple things. First of all, it's a sign that you're trying to do things in your own strength and you're not um, relying on God to be Jehovah Jireh, the provider. You're trying to be the provider and you're not allowing God to be the provider. Lastly, it tells me that you maybe need to be a better steward over what you have and not trying to accumulate more stuff. Maybe it's not that you need, you're not making enough. You're just not stewarding well. You're living above your means. And so here we are because you refuse to um, go through a season where you're not uh, l- looking like the Joneses, where you're um, not indulging in stuff that your flesh wants. Oh, because it makes me happy. Oh, because I feel good. Oh, okay, then keep being broke. That's that's where we're going to be at. And I know because I had to do this. Our goal, we wanted to buy a house. And guess what? There was a season where I was not getting my nails done every two weeks, getting my hair done every two weeks. You can, my, I text my hairdresser and I was like, look, girl, this is how much I can budget a month for my hair. Can we make this work? And that's what it was. And so a lot of us are not willing to put in the work to get to where God has called us to. We just want, just voila, here's more money. You're not being a good steward over the money that God has given you. What make you think he about to give you more? So maybe we need to focus on being a better steward and not trying to accumulate more stuff. And then the reason you're tired and you're working 15 jobs is because you're out here trying to be God. And, you're, and you pressed because you can't handle it because you're not him. When we do that, when we refuse to rest, we're telling God, no, I got this. I don't need you. I got this. And you would never say that out loud. That sounds very frank, but that's what you're doing in your actions. Actions speak louder than words. You refuse to rest. Oh, no, God, I don't need you. I'm my own Jehovah Jireh. I provide for myself. And then you be out here looking crazy. So you need to really evaluate where that is coming from. And that does not mean that you're not going to have multiple assignments. God gives you multiple assignments, but you'll be able to tell the difference when you're graced for something because you'll still be able to prioritize your rest. Right now, my current rest day is Saturday, okay? Because of my work schedule and the things, um, you know, like that's just the way that things work out. Right. And sometimes if there's something I can't avoid doing on a Saturday, then the rest of the day moves to Sunday. Right. The only rule with this is that you make room and you prioritize rest so you can let God do the rest. Y'all see what I did there? Did y'all like it? Okay. So let's recap. One, you need to rest, child. Okay. That's just it. If God and Jesus rested, you needed to. Two, 
Um, rest does not equate to being lazy. So for my type A people out there in them streets and I'm talking to myself, rest does not mean that you're being lazy. Rest is rest. Three, the Mosaic covenant has been fulfilled and we are no longer under the law. But this does not mean that the principles of the Old Testament do not have value. Four, um, we're going to remember our acronym for rest. Rest provides refuge. Rest exalts God's strength. Rest demonstrates submission. And rest demonstrates trust in God. So your homework this week is to look at your schedule and all of your obligations and prioritize a day of rest. If you have children, this may mean that you make preparations for them to go to somebody's house for a little bit or all day or all night. Go spend a night somewhere, right? Like you may need to make preparation. Um, I personally think that it's a great opportunity for family bonding. Um, oh, Superwoman Mama, let me holler at you real quick. Ah, ah. Okay, that's me popping your hand because your day of rest is a day of rest. Oh, see, you tried it, sis. I see you out there, Superwoman Mom. Your day of rest is a day of rest. This is not the day that you go out here planning all the amusement park trips, um, going to Six Flags, doing this and that, if that is not restful for you. Now, if that's restful for you, then I'm not talking to you. But if you're like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the kids. No, if by the end of the day, uh, you're going to be tired um, and that's not rest, don't play with me. You better rest. <laughs> Y'all need to really take this seriously, okay? Because Christ is watching. <laughs> like, like, don't play. The, your day of rest is not the day where you um, do all of these things for the kids. It you are you resting is you doing something for the kids. Superwoman mom, I'm talking to you. Superwoman wife, same thing. That's me. Me being able to rest, I'm able to be nicer to my husband. I'm less, you know. I'm just. I have more patience, more kindness, all of that. And he really loves when we get to lay around and do nothing. It's great. It is great. The last week he said he felt like we were on vacation. And we was in our room. Binging Blacklist on Netflix. And that's just... And that's okay. And, and understand that, you know, it really, really is so critical that we take ourselves out of the situation and allow God to have that divine intervention time. You always hollering, Jesus, take the will. You won't, you got a vice grip on it. Let it go. I think that was Elsa that said that. Child, let go of his will and you rest. Get you a nap. And make sure that you're able when God tells you to do the next thing. Because when you are producing things, it's faith to faith, glory to glory, honey. There's no going back. We're not shrinking back to small. But if you are only um, giving yourself enough rest to handle the small things, you're not going to have the endurance necessary to get to where God is calling you to get. Okay? Like, we have to really take this seriously um, and make sure that you're prioritizing your rest. That means that if you have other obligations, you may have to wake up early. You like you have to it, set it apart. Be intentional. You need to make sure that you're getting the rest that God has called you to have. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. 
This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume, he is undefeated. Click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, I'm back y'all. Um, so let's get into some girl talk. Okay. Um, this is like definitely easily becoming one of my favorite parts of the podcast since our revamp at the beginning of the year. Um, I love this. Okay. So remember that, uh, you can have your question answered on the show. I do it anonymously slide in my DMS. Okay. At goggles and girl talk on Instagram. So this week's question what would you tell a 24-year-old who is still figuring out their suitable career as they navigate through fulfilling the purpose God assigned for them? Okay, so I would definitely tell you, first off, congratulations that you understand at 24 uh, that you can't do nothing outside of God. I think I was 20, I was 25 or 26 when I got saved, child. And now I'm like, man, I should have been doing this in high school. How about that? Um, I would tell you to remain before God and like, just really be sensitive to what God is telling you to do. Um, you need to understand that many times, uh, when there is a, a God plan or a God idea, uh, that's present, it will not make sense to your flesh. Understand that my husband and I, we quit our good jobs. We sold our house that was almost paid for on Craigslist. Um, and we moved to a new city where God um, had called us to, and we didn't know anybody. We knew nobody. It sounded crazy. It sounds crazy me saying it. I promise y'all I sold my house on Craigslist. I got receipts. Um, I was 26 years old, and I had an idea of what my purpose was. Um, but with each faith step, like, so God was like, okay, girl, like, I got a, a surprise. Like, it... I have to tell y'all the whole story one day, but um, opportunity came present and I was like, but what about this house? And God was like, put the house on Craigslist. And I was like, okay. Like it was just thing after thing. Uh, you know, it wasn't until a week before that we were able to secure a place for us to stay down here. Like it was some of the craziest stuff I have ever experienced, but it was so worth it. And it it was just me showing God that I was willing to say yes. And with each yes, a new part of the plan was revealed. Um, so just write down everything that you hear God say and take it to God in prayer. When God tells you to do something, please do it without delay. Okay? You need to build your obedience muscle. You will have to flex that muscle, child. Like everybody's like, oh, I want to be in my purpose. I want to produce the things that God has called me to. Please understand that your obedience muscle need to be needs to be strong and toned, okay? Because as you go throughout this journey, you're going to have to flex that muscle consistently. Um, you need to understand that every pit stop along the way, there is an assignment and a lesson to be learned there. Even even the mess that we get ourselves into. So I've worked in some positions that were ghetto. Ghetto, okay? 
ghetto, honey. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it here. That's how I would feel. But I had to understand that God um, was using that to develop me and to and to show me um, and give me skills that I would need in the next level. So my prayer had to quit being God, please get me out of this situation and had to turn into God. First, show me how to be a blessing in this situation. And second, show me what I need to learn in this season, because I know in Romans eight twenty eight it tells me that all things are working together for my good. And so when that prayer goes from save me, save me, get me out of here to show me what you need me to do here. I'm on assignment. Girl, the level of peace and rest I had in those ghetto workplaces was unmatched, okay? Um, And then we need to understand, too, that God does not do things in a way that the world has seen before. Like, you will be a trailblazer, so you can't rely on what you see other people doing, right? You will have to get over the opinions of what other people say or try to speak, um, speak to you or speak death to what God is telling you to do and go off of what God said. I vividly remember... Um, this coworker of mine who presented herself as a friend constantly trying to deter me from moving and obeying what God has called me to, to do. I mean, was like, girl, you ain't gonna find a, a place in time. Y'all gonna be out here homeless. Like said that quote unquote jokingly, but she was really trying to speak death to me. And I had to understand that that was, that was the enemy trying to keep me from doing what God said. Now, you know, if God showed you every little thing, and it and you had a full understanding and you could see it all working out that would not require faith right remember that it's the substance the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen you need to trust god okay it's been 5 years and when i tell you that god has revealed a purpose so much bigger than my little big headed mind could ever come up with okay like I thought I had a purpose and it was big in my head and my head is, is sizably large. Okay. (laughs) Like, so for me, like, wow. Like sitting even here on a podcast. Wow. God, this makes sense. This is why you told me when I was working at that hospital that I had to pick a side on what my mouth was going to be doing. Not knowing that years later, I would be here being able to answer questions and being able to share his word. Like what? Me? What? Girl, you better trust God. You better trust God, child. And lastly, just make sure you enjoy life along the way. Um, it like in Ecclesiastes, it tells us like, there's a time for everything and there's a time for you to just enjoy life. Like it's a journey. So don't get caught up in arriving at your purpose. You're not, you're not going to ever arrive to the day of Christ Jesus. I don't know who needed to hear that, but it's not like, ta-da, I arrived. It's like, okay, God, we got this. What, what's next? Give me the next assignment. It's almost like, um, I've been watching Blacklist, y'all. I love this show on Netflix. But it's almost like, you know, you you do one thing. You're working. You're on um, you're on assignment for God. We're, you know, we're soldiers in his army. And we get the first mission done, the first piece of it. And it continues. And it's all a, a part of this bigger plan, right? So make sure that you are um, staying focused. But you don't get so caught up in trying to get to a place that you miss out on the blessings along the way because they happen frequently, frequently, right? So I pray that this helps. 
Um, and that is it, y'all, for this episode of God Goes and Girl Talk. Y'all remember to continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And I will talk to y'all next week.